This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. giving. We appreciate it. Let me just mention this uh, to one of our partners uh, there in Pakistan, Sajad Anwar. His father has been diagnosed with cancer. We've been, many of us have been praying for him. So just, uh, I know our prayer list, like mine, he keeps getting longer, but if you would, add him to uh, your prayer list. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? I said, isn't God good? Hallelujah. Well, I'm glad, excited about the, uh, the new series that we're going to be sharing about cycles and seasons. And you know, uh, sometimes in the, in the Christian walk, we can get, you know, it can almost get so mystical that it's, you know, it's like, mm, you know, it's kind of where the phrase came, you're so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good. See, I, I don't agree with that because if I think if you're really accurately heavenly minded, you're going to be a lot of earthly good. But you can be so religious-minded that you're no earthly good. <laughs> I believe that. Amen. So we're going to talk about cycles and seasons and, and help take some of that mysticism out because sometimes, you know, we're, 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 we get out of sync with God, out of step with the Holy Spirit. We're, we're, we don't recognize the season of God, the timing of God, and we get out of sync with it. And that's why many times we don't seem to, to enjoy the grace of the season, the blessing of the season where we're at. You know, the Apostle Paul understood this. He said, I've learned whatever season I'm in, he said, I've learned how to be content. I can be content when it's sowing season, when it's growing season, when it's harvest season, when it's resting season. I can be content in every season. But see, if, if you think you're in harvest, but you're really in sowing, you're going to be all out of kilter because you're going to be looking for a harvest, and God says, I need some seed. Amen? You know, we, as we look at this and how the kingdom operates, the kingdom is, operates this way as supernatural, but it's not always miraculous. But what do I mean by that? Okay, a miracle would be if you planted no seed in your garden and you asked God to give you tomatoes and a tomato crop come up. That would be miraculous. But if you're working in the kingdom, if you sow some seed and then you believe God, you know, that would be what? That would still be supernatural, but it wouldn't be miraculous. So we have to make sure that we're in sync with the seasons. And, and individually, we may be in a little bit different seasons, but corporately, there's a season for us as well. So we want to look into these things, take some of the mystery out, and may, perhaps uh, by the help of the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to see the season perhaps that you in, you're in or your family's in, and it will help you because, you know, just like a farmer, and Jesus used, you know, a lot of agricultural parables, didn't he, to explain the kingdom of God. And so, you know, if we understand that in a particular season, a farmer does a particular kind of work and has a particular kind of expectation based on that, and so you can be content. But if the farmer went out in the middle of the winter and he had an expectation of a harvest, he's going to be discouraged and disappointed. Okay. Turn over to a familiar scripture, but let's read it anyway. It won't hurt to read it again. Ecclesiastes 3. Here, Solomon's talking about 
times and seasons. Verse 1, he says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Life, life consists of seasons, both in the natural but also in the spiritual. Seasons are, are how the, the rhythm of life unfolds itself. Cycles is how the rhythm of life unfolds itself. You know, there was a day when, you know, I wasn't a husband. I wasn't a father, and I wasn't a grandfather. But in the process of time, as seasons come, you know, so here's the thing, you know, that, you know now that I'm a grandfather, I'm, I'm not trying to go back and be, you know, young again. <laughs> I'm enjoying the season I'm in. See, some people can't enjoy the season they're in because, again, they're, they're, they want to be in another season when that's not the season for you right now. Amen. And, and so, here's the thing. Uh, let's read one more scripture, and I'll make some more comments. Turn over to uh, Genesis 8. Let's read this again. Verse 22, he says, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. That's what God says. So, I'm not, I'm not too, I believe, you know, that we need to be good stewards. Amen of the resources and good stewards here on the earth. But I don't get all uptight about climate change and all that because God's already set it in motion. That doesn't mean that we don't need to be good stewards. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, I'm not going to get all fearful, you know, that, you know, both polar caps are going to melt and we're all going to drown. Because I got God's Word on it. He said, as long as the earth endures, is the earth still here? He said, then this is what's going to happen, seed time and harvest. In other words, <clears throat> God put things in the natural, and we're going to understand that also in the spiritual, because here's the thing. With God, there's both change and continuity in the cycles and in the seasons. Amen? Anybody have their favorite season in the natural? Well, I'm in it right now. I love it. I mean, after a hot, humid summer here in the South, man, the cooler temperatures, I just love the fall, the colors and all that. Just a lot of things about it, family times and all that. But you know what? Uh, you know, I can't live in the fall 12 months a year. It just it didn't work. And you know what? If we got caught, if the earth got caught in one cycle, then we would be in trouble, wouldn't we? We'd be in trouble if it, 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 it was winter all the time. We had 12 months of winter or 12 months of summer or whatever, you know. So the cycles, they're both uh, usher in change, but at the same time, because we understand the rhythm of them, there's continuity. We know when a change of season comes, it means this, it means that, it means the other. And we can understand the same thing. There are rhythms in our life, in our spiritual walk with God, in our spiritual growth with God. And if we will recognize those things, you know what? We can... We can move with the grace of God. We can move in step with the Holy Spirit. And we won't be as prone to get discouraged looking for something that it's not the season of. Amen? Seasons and purposes. Understanding all living things move through cycles to maturity, or we could say fruitfulness, however you want to say it. Isn't that true? You know, I, I talked, mentioned myself, but, you know, I could go back even further than that. I mean, there's a, there's a time when you were born. And then there's a maturity, uh, you know, seasons that you go through, cycles that you go through. 
we move through each one of us. It's true, it's true about all living things. There are cycles that we go through. Now, let's, let me just mention some of these. We're going to look at these in detail, but I'm just kind of uh, skipping the rock this morning and introducing it. For, first season we're going to look at is sowing. All growth begins with the seed. This is why I'm saying if you can pray over your garden or your field without planting any seed and you get a, get a harvest, you, that's a miracle. Isn't that right? I mean, that's just a flat miracle. That's all there is to it. But he said, if you will understand the rhythm of the kingdom, uh, that it has to do with seed planting. See, that seed planting, it becomes what? Supernatural, because you're operating in a, the kingdom of God, which is above the natural. That's all supernatural means. Supernatural doesn't mean... I felt something cold go by. <laughs> no, supernatural just means above the natural. It, it operates in a realm above the natural. And we are both natural and supernatural. But God's called us to live in a supernatural place in Him. And He said this supernatural realm, this is the way it operates. Seed and, and uh, sowing seed, it growing, and reaping a harvest. This is the way the kingdom operates. And I think sometimes we don't understand that or we misunderstand it, and we're trying to believe God for a miraculous harvest when God's saying, why don't you plant some seed? We'll look at this in more detail. But see, all growth begins with the seed. Everything begins with the seed. Amen? Look over in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 26. Jesus is speaking to them about the kingdom. He said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. All right, he's about to explain to us by a parable, an example here, a comparison. This is what the kingdom of God's like. The kingdom of God is spiritual. It is supernatural, isn't it? So this is the way. You want to operate and move in the supernatural? No, nobody, just me. Okay. I'm in the wrong place. That was a question. Did I catch you off guard? You want to move in the supernatural? Thank you. Well, here's how he's about to tell us how to do it. Because if we're living in the kingdom, and we're living, living according to the pattern of the kingdom, the season cycles of the kingdom, we're in the supernatural. See, you're, what you're really looking for is the spectacular. Amen? What was Cindy was sitting outside. They were, you were sitting outside last night, weren't you, around the the fire pit or whatever, and they heard this big explosion. See, that's what some people are looking for, you know, in the Spirit all the time. They want the big explosion. Notice what he says here. This is what the kingdom of God's like. A man scatters seed. He didn't say God. He didn't say an angel. He said a man. That means a woman, too. <laughs> Either or. Because when it says man here, really, if you look at it literally, it says mankind. Scatter seed on the ground. Okay? So good, good, so good so far, right? And night and day, he sleeps, he gets up, the seed sprouts, and it grows. Though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. 
First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts, in the, puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now let's look at this. This is what he says the kingdom of God is like. He says a man scatters seed. That means that you and I are responsible to initiate the harvest, to initiate something. Sometimes, you know, we're like, God, you know, you ever been there where you're like, God, I need you to, I'm, I'm blessed, I'm happy, but I need you to do something more in my life. There's, there's, there's something, there's something more. I need something. I want God to do a greater work, a deeper work, however you want to express You ever felt that way? Well, you know what? Uh, don't be expecting just God miraculously to do that. Remember the example I gave? We're just going to miraculously believe without planting any seed that there's going to come a cornfield over here. Well, there, what's going to happen in you, that God is prompting that. Yes, the Holy Spirit's prompting that. But that's my cue to what? To begin to plant some seed. I'm going to, I'm going to come aside with God a little extra. I'm going to spend a little more time talking to God and listening to God. I'm going to spend just a little more time maybe in His Word. What am I doing? I'm planting some seed toward the desire I have for that harvest. God wants to do something in me. But He said, a man, you must scatter the seed into the ground. And, of course, if you go up there earlier in that, He talked about, you know, of course, we know that parable of the sower sows the word but the ground he's talking about there is what it's our human heart isn't it and he talks about the different kinds of soil and all we'll get to that eventually but he says you got to he says the man scatters seed on the ground where's the ground that's that's in me I, i'm responsible for my being patch and you're responsible for yours <laughs> you know what i mean your garden whatever it is, you but you what do you want you know, you, you hear somebody complaining, boy, I'll tell you what. Man, in my garden, I went out there looking for watermelons, and all I had was tomatoes. Doggone. I sure was believing God for some watermelon. What did you, what, what did you plant? Tomato seed? Well, that's your fault. That's not God's fault. He's doing his part. He said seed time and harvest would never fail. Your problem was is that you, you, you didn't know, you didn't understand if you wanted watermelons, you needed to plant some watermelon seed. What do you, what are you wanting God to, to do in your life? What is, what is the Holy Spirit dealing with you about? You know, that's a prompt for me to begin to what? To determine the seed. He says, if you'll plant the seed, then all you got to do is go to bed and get up. You don't have to understand all the ins and outs of how does it work. If only I was a farmer. If only I had gone to such and such a university and gotten a degree in horticulture. I... No, he said, all you got to know is plant seed in the ground and then go to bed and get up. Man, that's right in my, that's in my wheelhouse right there. God said that just for me. I don't claim to be the sharpest knife in the drawer. God made it real simple just for me, Jeffrey. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know I can plant some seed and I can go to bed and get up. How about you? And I don't have to understand all the ins and outs. Just enough to know how to cooperate with the cycles, the seasons, in the kingdom of God. 
He said the seed sprouts and grows. He does not know, uh, he does not know how. He don't, you don't have to know how. All by itself. See, all that straining you've been doing to try to get the seed to grow. Taking up worrying over the seed. Come on. He didn't even say you had to pray over the seed. I, I'm just saying, you know I believe in prayer. I absolutely do. But you know, you know, pr- prayer works when it works. You know what I mean when you work it right. Some things we're praying about, we're not really praying, we're worrying. We disguise it as prayer. <laughs> you know those worry prayers. It says all by itself. In other words, when the seed is planted in the ground, there is a dynamic that takes place that automatically, this, is, this, this phrase all by itself in the, in, the, in the Greek is where we get the word automatic. I remember the first time, you know, as a kid growing up, when they put, uh, you know, they had the electric, they used to call them electric eyes, you know, the things on the doors. The first time, you know, it would, you would step there and the door would open by itself. Now, see, we don't even, you don't even, they don't even register on us anymore. But I'm giving away my age. Well, y'all laughing about some of y'all just as old as I am. <clears throat> but, see, we, we look at that. You know, I can remember, I thought, wow. I mean, you know, you go, you go to put your hand on the door and it, it goes anyway. This is what he's saying, all by itself. I didn't have to exert any energy. I didn't have to push. I didn't have to figure out, do you push or do you pull? All I had to do was do my part. I stepped up, boom, the door's open. He said, all by itself, the seed will produce. It will grow. And then notice, he talks about the seed is progressive. The the plan of God for your life, for us as a body of believers, it is progressive. Amen? The Bible talks about that, that, that the path of the righteous, the just, is like, uh, the shine, like the light in the morning. It breaks into the dawn, and it gets brighter and brighter until the noonday. I believe the noonday is when Jesus comes back or we're standing in front of him. Amen. But in the meantime, there's a progression that takes place. And he, says, he said, first the stalk. Now, see, when the stalk comes up, that don't mean you run out there and get, get, reap a harvest. I know some Christians, you know, they get all mad and cuss about it. Doggone it. <laughs> I went for harvest and all it was was a stalk. This stuff don't work. You wouldn't do that with your garden. You know, every variety of vegetable and all and crop, it has a growing season. And, and you know, you of course, you can go and Google and look it up now, but you know, you, can, you, you find out what the growing season is. Okay, it's, it's 60 days or it's 90 days or whatever it might be. You don't get all uptight, you know, when if it's a 60-day growth cycle and, you know, in 20 days all you're seeing is a little sprig. You don't get... Well, what about... Why can't we have understanding about that in spiritual matters? But instead, we get all impatient. We get all worried and fretful. Oh, I, I must need to do something more. You know what you need to do? Go to bed and get up. If you've planted your seed. Now, if you haven't planted any seed, 
I hope you got miracle faith. Because you're going to need it. Amen. He says, first the top, then the head, then the full kernel. So there's a progression, isn't there? So we can say it this way. There's a sowing. There is a growing. All things need time to grow. We, we especially here in the West and in the States in particular, we have gotten to be the most impatient culture probably that's ever lived. You know, because things, you know, we, we have microwaves, we have instantaneous communication. I mean, it's just like yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm in my office at home, you know, boom, I, I press a little icon on my computer, boom, I'm in Pakistan. Wow. That, you know, you don't even see that. That don't even amaze you anymore. <laughs> but, but we're so used to things, you know, quick, quick, quick. You know, you know we, we, we're, we're going someplace, you know, we're traveling somewhere, we put on the GPS, it shows us the shortest route. We want the shortest route. Not the scenic route, the shortest route. You know, that was the problem with Israel. They wanted the shortest route, God led them by the scenic route. <laughs> Amen. Well, that's another conversation. All things need time to grow. Amen? Maybe, God's, maybe, maybe in prayer God spoke a word to you. Yeah, we believe that God still speaks. Jesus said in John 10, He said, My sheep hear my voice. So you can call me crazy or out of my mind, whatever. That's okay. But Jesus said, I'd rather be out of my mind with Jesus than in my right mind with you. I'm, you know, not you personally, but just this generation this culture he said they'll know my voice. so maybe God's spoken a word to you about that and you you've gotten all frustrated because you didn't understand the process I remember years ago when I first got saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost and I was coming into you know to, uh, to coming to meetings and everything you know and man you'd get a word from God and I thought man it was gonna happen before I got back home hello I was just sure, man. I mean, man, God said it. I'm, man, and I can remember being so disappointed and discouraged. None of y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you think, well, I, you know, that must not have been God. Because if that was God, this is how the kingdom of God works, Jesus said. A man sows a seed. The next day he harvests it. Is that what he said? But see... I didn't know what I know now. I still don't know much, but I know a lot more than I knew then. <laughs> amen. What are you saying amen about? <laughs> but, but we look at that, see, and we, we have to understand, God's got a, a timing in this thing. He's got, it's, he says this is, there's seasons in this thing, and if we'll understand that, then we can be, you know what, this is why Paul said, he said, whatever my circumstances are, he said, I've learned to be content. See, content didn't mean he's going to park it there. It just meant that he understood the cycle, the season he was in at that time, and he was just resting in God and in the strength and in the grace of God. And, you know, and I'm going to move on to the next cycle. Amen? But see, we, we get so impatient. 
because of our generation. Listen, you're going to have to learn some patience with the kingdom. God is eternal. That means he's got lots of time. Lots of time. A whole lot of time. I don't know about you, but that encourages me because I'm telling you, I'm a work of time. (laughs) I mean, God God, is going to take a time to get me where he wants me to be. But but we sometimes we forget that and we we get so in a hurry and we get we get out of sync. We move we try to move into the next season before God says it's time to move. And you know God keeps going straight and I made a left turn and I'm wondering where's God? God's saying I'm where I'm supposed to be. Where are you? <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm I zigged when I should have zagged or whatever. Growing. And then there's a reaping. This is the design maturation of growth. Every seed that's a God seed that He's he's given to you and planted in you, His desire is, is that it will reach maturation. Or if we want to say fruitfulness, however you want to say it, but maturation. Sometimes we say it a little bit different. Maybe it strikes your consciousness different, you know, because we can get so, I don't say necessarily religious, but we've heard it so many times a certain way. Amen. Nobody plants an apple tree just to look at it. I mean, they're nice to look at. But, you know, a lot of other trees that's even prettier. No, you plant an apple tree. The whole idea is in the process of time, you want that thing to produce some fruit that you can eat. That you can enjoy. In our spiritual life, God wants to, every seed that He plants in us, the promises He speaks to you in times of prayer, what He's spoken to you. This is why it's so important to write things down. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you. I, have, I keep a journal on my computer. I mean, if the Holy Spirit speaks to me, sometimes it's just a, it might be just a verse. Sometimes it might, it might speak something to me and then give me a verse or two to back it up. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I got it down. I got it down by year, man. I can go. And so, but I need, but we need to understand that's a seed, and he wants it to mature. He wants me, he wants you to eat the fruit of it. What he said to us as a church body, he wants us to see that come to pass, to eat the fruit of it. Not only us, but all this community around us to eat the fruit of it. Amen. In my life, I principally will eat the fruit of that. But corporately, listen, it's those around us that eat the fruit of it. So there's sowing, there's growing, there's reaping, and then there's recovery. Recovery <clears throat> is a, it's an interval of renewing and rest. Amen? It's an interval of renewing and rest. You know, uh, the land has to rest. If you read over there when Israel came into the promised land, you know, uh, God talked about it. He said every seven years, he said, Leave, let the land rest. He said, let it rest. It needs to rest. He said, I'll bless you so much that, you know, that, that, that year that you don't plant your crop to produce more. See, some of us, you know, you're so busy working, you can't enjoy the, the blessing of the rest. Amen. He that believes enters into rest. 
Don't you just like the sound of that word? I do. It's not, it's not evil. It's not bad. See, rest is not lazy. The big difference. See, you, it's a season. You, you've, you've sowed. You've gone through the growing. You've gone through the reaping. And now what? It's time for rest. Rest is a time of renewal. It's a time of giving thanks. It's a time of reflection. We're going to talk about this in more detail. But it's a, it's a very important cycle in our lives. And, you know, again, we, you know, we're, a, we're a, maybe not since COVID, but at one time we were a nation of workaholics. Now I'm not sure. I'm just, we're just looking for workers. But anyway, you know what I mean? I mean, everywhere you go, they, you know, you're, you wait in line a long time or you wait to be served or whatever, and it's always, because, well, we don't have enough workers. I don't know where, you know. These people must know something we don't know, right? <laughs> Independently wealthy or something, I don't know. All right, let's, let's turn over real quickly. Give me just a few more minutes. I'm about to start closing. You know what that means, don't you? Nothing, right? <laughs> Well, you know, this is good to introduce the subject today. A due season. It's important. This is the reason we're going to look at this in more detail, to know what season you're in. Galatians 6. Let's look at, well, let's back up to verse 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. That goes for women, too. <laughs> Whoever sows please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. What's the good he's just talked about here in context? Sowing. Let's not be weary in doing good. What's the doing good in the context there? Sowing. Because that's what he's talking about, isn't it? Sowing and reaping. He says, don't grow weary in your sowing. Don't stop sowing your seed. Don't grow weary in that. Don't grow weary in the cycles. Don't grow weary in the growing season. Don't grow weary in the reaping season. Don't grow weary. Understand. He said, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if. There's a condition coming up right here. If we do not give up. I, I don't think there's anything sadder or more tragic than when you run across a, a Christian who has given up. And, I, and I'm not saying that to criticize anybody. But, you know, but, but there's nothing sadder than, than, than a believer that's given up. I mean, you know, because, I mean, in their mind, if, if, if God's word's not true, if God's not faithful, where is there left to go? Amen. I remember hearing Brother, reminds me of something I heard Brother Copeland say years ago. He said he get, first got started in the ministry and he's praying, you know, God was showing him some things about what he wanted him to do. And he said, God, he said, you, he said I will, but he said, oh, you got to help me. You got to give me the power. I, God, you got to get, he said, I just kept on, kept on, kept on praying that kind of stuff. And he said, finally, God interrupted all that. He said, well, son, he said, he said now I want to answer your prayer. He said, now, you're talking to the top one. 
So if you'll tell me where I can go get some more power, I'll go get it for you. I am the all-powerful one. The almighty one. Oops. We've never done that. <laughs> no, listen, God's got it. Listen, He's provided. He says He will provide seed for the sower. What is it that you need? He's got the seed. You don't have to go somewhere else. We don't have to go up to heaven and bring Him back down, Paul said. We don't have to go into the grave and raise Jesus back up, you know, to get what we need. He's provided it. It's seed. It's seed. Amen? There should be a, there's going to be a season when you need to sow. You need a harvest. You need a harvest. What is the harvest you need? Well, I need watermelons. Well, why are you planting squash? I need healing. Well, why are you planting doubt and sickness? I need, I, I need to see my, my, my son or my daughter. They're away from God. They're on drugs. They're over here, over there. You know, I, I, need, to, I need to see their deliverance and their salvation. Well, what kind of seed are you planting? I'm telling you what, I don't have nothing to do with them. I've disowned them. I'm, I've had it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm fed up. I can tell you, you ain't going to get the harvest you're thinking you're getting. Mm, I'm going to meddling now, hadn't I? It was all good when we was in the garden. <laughs> a season to grow. That means we what? We're going to have to have patience. And doesn't the, the Scriptures tell us by faith and patience we inherit the promise or the harvest? A season to reap when the harvest is ready. That's how we receive. See, some people, uh, bless their heart, you know, in the body of Christ, they get all uptight with this kind of teaching. Oh, you guys, you're name it and claim it. You're blab it and grab it. No, I'm sowing and reaping. That's as biblical as you can get. It's not blab it and grab it. Like I said, you, you can speak, I mean, you know, if you got... Mer the working of miracles in your life, maybe you'll ha make that happen. But I'm going to tell you, otherwise, you can speak over that, that ground that ain't got no seed in it. All it's got is Johnson grass and briars and stuff. I mean, you can speak all you want to, but honey, Johnson grass and briars are going to grow there until you get some good seed in the ground. So what is it that you need God to do? What is it that, what's the harvest that you want to receive? And see, some people get uptight because they think you should sow but never receive. What farmer would ever buy into that? Holy cow, he'd be out of business. One season, he's, that's it. But some people think, well, you know, you ought to give, but you ought to expect anything back. That's just, that's just carnal. No, that's kingdom. Jesus said... The kingdom of God is just like this. A man, a man, a woman, a human being sows a seed into the ground. And all by itself, the seed in the ground produced something. And when it is fully gone through the growing cycle, he mentions harvest, didn't he?
doing my best, brother. And then finally, there's, as we mentioned, a season of recovery before the next cycle begins. I want to read a scripture to you from the message, and so I'm going to pull it up here. It's found in Matthew 11, from verse 29, but I'm going to read it from the message because I really like the way the message reads here. Jesus is speaking. He said, are you tired, worn out? Sounds like a commercial, doesn't it? Burned out on religion. Hey, come to me. Jesus is talking about coming to him. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. He does it according to the work of the kingdom, doesn't he? Learn, listen to this, I love this, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That's what these cycles and seasons are about. It's all about grace. They're unforced rhythms. You know, I mean, you didn't have to believe God for fall to come this year, did you? Did you fast and pray? It was unforced. It's a rhythm that God set in creation. They're rhythms that God has set into a, for our lives to flow and to grow and to reap and to sow. And we go through those rhythms. He said, they're unforced. And he said, if you'll learn of me, if you'll, you'll live in the kingdom and learn how to live by the kingdom, he said, you'll find these unforced rhythms of grace operating in your life. And then whatever season you're in, you can be content. I can be just as happy when I'm sowing as when it's growing. I can be just as happy when it's growing as when I'm reaping. I can be just as happy when it's time to rest and it looks like nothing's happening as I can when the flurry of, of harvest is there. I mean, let's face it. Humanly speaking, we all love the harvest time, don't we? Oh, boy, I do. Yeah, I'm telling you. But you know what makes it extra special is the sowing, the growing, and then the harvest. But it's the two seasons before that really make the harvest possible, and it's what makes it special. See, if it was harvest all the time, pretty soon we'd just go, oh, okay. You know. <laughs> Let me ask you some questions real quickly. Or some action steps. Maybe make a statement. Understand. That God works in cycles and seasons in our life. This is the way the kingdom works. And we'll talk about this some more. And then during this month, I want you to be asking God this question. Lord, what season am I in? What's my season right now? What's my season? See, this, this is why Paul said, when we compare ourselves among ourselves, we become unwise. See, you, you personally may be in a, a different season than I am. See, I, I hear you. You're, see, you're in a season of harvest. And man, I mean, man, just blessings and things are coming up from the seeds you said and what God said. And I'm over here, man, I'm, I'm in a sowing season. I'm like, God, I want to thank God. I'm unhappy. That's not fair. Well, where were you when they were sowing? Where were you when they were patiently growing?
And then after you pray about what's, in what season am I, then what should be my next step? This is what, I'm not here to tell you your next step. That's something the Holy Spirit does. I'm going to give you an overview. We're going to look at this in more detail, and hopefully this information will help you. But the bottom line is, is that I'm responsible for my bean patch, and you're responsible for yours. Now, corporately, that's a different story. But right now, we're, we're just dealing about our individual bean patches. Amen? And really, if you want to know it, if you would operate in the, learn to operate in the kingdom this way, this is what, what we would, we could also call this discipleship, being a disciple. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, today, Lord, we introduced about cycles and seasons, about times and purposes that you have for us individually, for our families. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.